Lambed away. Here's Gaze. Now the rally. You pass. That's what we've been waiting for. Unbelievable timing on that. And it's the Tigers straight away. Gaze. Elliot. What a start. Welcome to the ultimate super coach and fantasy sports show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Buller and welcome to the Insight NBL show, our weekly review. A bit of a weird one, as there is a game going as we speak, um, but we're committed to getting a few eps out every week. Um, as always, we are brought here today by the Standard Squeeze and Ryan from Astute Newstead. I'm the Supercoach Matrix, and I'm here today with the Supercoach Big Horse, Mick Dell himself. Mate, welcome to NBL. Hi, mate. Thank you. We've gone the old double downgrade. We've gone Matrix to Braino one week, and now we've gone Hammer to the Big Horse I tell you what, though, I can't dress up as good as Hammer, and my love life isn't as exciting as his. Sorry to those of you listening at home. So, we'll do what I can, mate. I've um, look. I'm actually wearing his hat because I couldn't fit in his shirt. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, the big dog's a bit sick today. So um, yeah, so he called in sick. He called the boss and asked if he could have a day off. And I said, look, as long as you bring a doctor's certificate. Um, oh. But look. Remember to use the code INSIGHT15, help those that help us. Um, we are using our four-in-ones and uh, we have a bit of our um, standard squeeze merchandise on at the moment. Um, look, a couple things. On today's show, Mick's going to tell us a bit about his NBL Supercoach journey. Um, I'm going to go through my own team review over the last couple of weeks as I've been away. Uh, Buller again. Um, I'm gonna have I'm gonna run through all the games to date. Uh, of course, Melbourne and Perth are playing as we speak. Uh, we're gonna have a bit of a chat about our community team and give you some early trades and captain thoughts. Uh, not being able to do our squeeze of the week and I suppose where we rank this week yet. Uh, Wednesday will be a bit of a bigger show for those uh, of you that get on twice a week. Um, mate, how have you been going with MBL? Where, where are you sitting at the moment? I'm just sitting inside the top 2,000 at the moment, so not as good as yourself and a couple of other guys here at the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast team, but I'm pretty happy at the moment. My biggest regret so far this year is bringing in Sobi after he scored that big score, I think it was in round two. He's, for me, shit the bed, and I could have bought in Adams from Sydney and these sorts of players. I'm still looking at about three, I think it's 368 to finish my week if if Pinder scores 40 tonight. So it's it's not too bad, but my earliest MBL memory is the Aliyup Copeland from Gaze. Love it, old Melbourne Tigers fan. Get around it. Love it. Love it. And um and it's good to have you on. Um, all of us are sports nuts, and I suppose um mm. you've been spending a lot of time uh, rolling out your BBL team. Tell us a bit what you and Braino are doing um, over there in um, our Supercoach BBL shows. Yeah, brains by name, brains by nature, Mr. Supercoach Brain. He's all over the BBL. So I've been rolling out some some team lineups or potential team lineups and uh, a couple of team reveals, I guess, uh, we could go with with early on with who we're picking, bargain by price payments, players to look out for. We're going to go through each team who we think is going to be relevant in this year's Supercoach BBL who we think might sit out due to international duty, PM's 11, 
we're, we're looking pretty good. We're feeling pretty good about the BBL season. We feel like we've got a bit of a leg up on the rest of the competition. So for those of you that follow the BBL, like and subscribe. Watch Nathan and I. There's some good content coming. Mate, um, I'm just about to put 100 on the Brisbane Heat to win. So, um, yeah, yeah, thanks don't... for that tip. Um, yeah. Look, uh, back to some basketball. Our league code is 680-481. Um, I've, of course, been away. So this is hopefully a big moving week for me this week. Last week I boosted and went up 379 spots um, to a score of 392. Yep. Look, this week I had to trade trade out Cheatham and has elected to trade out Huck Porty for my boy Bannon and Sauce. I've Captain Sauce and I'm sitting on 396 as we speak with Illy playing. I did just hear, hear that Travis is out for the game from the comments. Um, mm. I've, of course, just been live, so I'm not 100% sure what's going on, but thanks for the boys that are, that can get two screens on going on at once. Um but look, even with Illy, I'm going to crack the 400, and I'm I'm feeling pretty good about this week. Yeah, good. And uh, the flying toilet in the comments, love your work, mate. But as much as I might be an upgrade on Hammer, don't don't tell him; he might get a little bit jealous. So we'll just keep that in the download for when he gets back. <laughs> um, look, let's start heading into some games. Um, yeah. Let's just talk about how good the Bullets have been. Uh, the Bullets have made a resurgence into relevance at the moment. They're 5-5 five and five now, and um, a lot has become of uh, my boy Bannon coming back. And I tell you what, I'm excited to get that jersey when it turns up because he's a jet. He is, isn't he? Like, I... You were all you were pumping him up all preseason about how good he was. Played a little bit of basketball in the states. He's come back to Australia, playing with Brisbane now. I didn't pick him initially, but I was basically forced into picking him. And and look what he's doing: thirty-seven in game one. Nice, nice player. For me, it's surprising though because I thought for Brisbane, Sobi would have to play well for them to win. That this just goes to show Super Coach relevance anyway. Sobi with only seventeen in this game, a little bit disappointing. Yeah, and Sobia was disappointing. I know a flying toilet's in the comments saying that he needs two doctor's certificates from captaining Sobi this week. But I suppose with Scott out, that he's had to adjust to, to our boy Mitch Norton. 130K he was a couple weeks ago, and you would have been happy if you got on that because he is making some bulk cash with Scott out and being that primary ball handler because Sobi's going to be hot and cold. He is a shooting guard now. And he's just going to, um, I suppose, shoot. He's going to get his spots. He's going to get um, not as many assists as he used to get at point guard, but it's all coming up green for uh, for the Bullets at the moment. Yeah, isn't it? It looks nice. And at five and five, they've played themselves back into finals contention. Um, Tyrell Harrison, still relevant, even with bangers coming back. I always thought that once – I always thought bringing in Tyrell Harrison when he was was 150K was an absolute genius move if you had the moves. Um, I was sort of stuck there with Huck Porty and couldn't get on. But I never expected him to go this good with bangers still in the – in the yeah. team. I suppose these these young guys have come up and they're doing a great job. And, uh, yeah, Bangers and Sobe are still there. They're still playing really well, uh, but not as super coach relevant at the moment. No. Rocco, tell me about Rocco. How far off is he from being not so much super coach relevant but basketball relevant? Like you can still see he's a step off the play, 
probably not quite up to MBL standard just yet. I felt really bad tweeting out because he seems like a really good kid, but I felt really mm. bad tweeting out that he just didn't look up to it this last week. Um, you know what? In in flashes, because he's so big, um, it can he's huge, you know, create he? create some highlights. Yeah, I actually coached against him at uh, when he played for the Wizards. But hey, quick question: Who's bigger? Yep, Rocco or Hammer? Um, look, width wise, it's Hammer. Um, but Rocco's okay. just got him in height. So right, gotcha. Um, yeah, Rocco looks like he'd blow over in the wind. Actually, yeah, there's not much of him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, look, Rocco just doesn't look. NBA, NBL ready at the moment. No. Um, so Tyrell Harrison's getting a big bump. Um, yeah, a bit of a trap for those who have had Rocco. Um, running into the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, um, who do we have there that um, that scored really well? The man with the James Harden step back, Gary Brown with a 49. Nice. Nice, Gary. Nice, nice, Gary. I thought you'd have and that. that. was and from I'd, the I'd tell you. Check. I love that. And you know what? The crazy Ellen DeGeneres himself, Mitch Creek with a 27. That's nice. Love the way he's dyed his hair and he's gone all crazy on us. Uh, Big source inside, 27. And then it sort of falls away from super coach relevancy. Craig Moller, who perhaps is the ugliest man in the NBL with a 13. And there's no one else there. Look, I was really disappointed with – I think you'd be disappointed with Mitch Creek. And I was disappointed with source – that I'd brought him in. Um, it was probably only a one or two week play, and to have twenty seven, he was on like twenty one at um, at halftime, and he just looked to be flying. Um, looked really happy as a brown o- a brown owner, but yeah, realistically, uh, Southeast Melbourne were pretty disappointed, and they probably come into Brisbane. Um, I landed about halfway through this game, so I was listening to it on the radio. I reckon they would have come into Brisbane expecting to win this one. Hundred percent. This is an upset. Uh, um, an early shout-out from earlier in the year, Ben Eyre. Like, he only scored nine points this game, but he's unbelievable from behind the arc. Yeah. Look, he's good. I think he's a he's got a lot of motor. Um, I think if one of, you know, your Brown and your Cummings are injured, um, Ben Eyre can, can step it up. Uh, I listened to Big Source's um, podcast, and he was just saying that he is the motor in behind. Like at training, he is the guy that's pushing everybody just to be better. Um, I really like that from Air. Not sure he's going to be that super coach relevant throughout the year. Not now, no. Uh, look, let's head into the next game. And New Zealand Breakers took care of the Cairns Taipans 91-81. Uh, who did we have? We had Taryn Armstrong back this game. Um, mm-hmm. A bit disappointing with the 12. Probably pretty lucky that we had a little bit of a look at him. Um, at yeah. 69K, he could still be a move for me next week, I think. I think he's a definite move for me. He just looked like he forced it a little bit, just tried to make it happen when perhaps it wasn't there. And uh, that's that zone that New Zealand were playing against them as well really locked them down. So... This is one game I did watch pretty closely. Will McDowell-White really did play well for New Zealand. But I was really rooting for this Delaney bloke. Really wanted him to come home. But, yeah, only 10. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, he wasn't great. Um, New Zealand actually, for Supercoach relevancy, didn't actually play that many players, which I really like. No. Um Will McDowell-White with 26, um, Anthony Lamb with 24, Parker Jackson-Cartwright with 24. A bit disappointing for all the... 
a lot of the community that captained him. I'm sure they went through the exact number. Yeah, there you That's go. Me. Yep. <laughs> um, Lat Mayan, bit of a shooter with 27. Uh, Qual, uh, I believe you've got Qual in your team. Yes, I did bring in him. Let's know a bit about Qual. Was known as a defensive specialist, but now he's sort of added a little bit of offense to his game. He he looks nice. Like, he did a couple of nice chase down blocks, but there's one that I really want to ask you about, and it's from New Zealand. I can't pronounce his surname, so we're just going to call him Rub and Delicious, Rub Tuck Vicious, whatever he is. Yeah, he was really lighted up from behind the arc. Yeah, and he could be good. Um, here's a next star that sort of dropped in cash a little bit. Uh, still had a 29 break even um, and dropped 20. He sort of, uh, I know before the show I was having a chat about, I'm really excited about this week because I think some of my trades could be to fix some of my mistakes. And Rupster yep. Vicious's price uh, could help to get, look, maybe so from a Lockie Ulbrich or somebody like that uh, with Rupster Vicious. Uh, having a couple doubles after this fantastic single game week, uh, this whole single game week for everybody this week that we've got coming forward. So Ribster Vicious, 1% owned. I liked what I saw. Yeah, definitely. Um, Other players of note, uh, Bobby Clintman, um, he's about 23% owned at the moment. Uh, Went and scored 21. Uh, Sam Wardenberg got 20, and Sam Menenga got 20 as well. Uh, Sam Menenga was really popular early, but everybody sort of got off him after he went to the States, and not many have brought him back, only 3% owned. And Wardenberg, I'm actually super surprised he's only 8% owned. Um, He's been an unsung hero for my team. Do you you ever get the feeling watching the two bigs, Wardenberg and Menenga for Cairns, that they're the type of blokes that could be accountants. Like they've just got their hair parted to the side and they've got the good posture and you know what I mean? They, they just, they don't look like rugged basketball players, but I think we need, here Bo- we are. Bob- and I think we need Bobby Clintman to give him some braids um, oh. and just, just he, see what can happen. Is he the Kelly Oubre of the NBL? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bobby Clintman's the best great. Right there. You yeah. should see this bloke. Yeah. I'm all about um, it. Yeah. Um, heading into Illawarra and the Sydney Kegs, the best thing about Illawarra is the road out of it. Uh, Illawarra, 83. Uh, Sydney, 103. Jalen Adams with 38. Denzel Valentine, a uh, bit of a resurgence there with 31. I'm just not sure I can trust it. Um, Jordan Hunter, 25, outscoring Jonah Bolden, which is something we always watch here in the Supercoach community. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Noy, which reminds me a bit of um, of Qual uh, from your team. Um, yep. He can go a bit up and down. DJ Hogue with 20. Alex Tui with 20. And, um, yeah, that was all she wrote from Sydney, unless you've got any notes there to mention. There's eight Sydney players that scored over 20 in this game. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, yeah, If at Illawarra, they're unbelievably mm. bad. So... What's um, tell me about tell me about Tyler Harvey? He was he was talk of the talk in the preseason. The guy lights it up quicker than what you can imagine, and he shit the bed with a two. Yeah, look, he just hasn't been playing that well at all. Um, kind of looks like oh, I know that you're big into the NBA, so kind of like that Michael Carter Williams sort of Markel Fultz, right. but yeah, just doesn't always work. Um, Robinson tries to put the team on his back and. 
actually the forwards have been scoring really well. Like that's Froling and that's Gary Clark up there. I think yeah. they're just going exactly. to their guys. And um, yeah, look, Harvey's been disappointed. I own Ulbrich still. Um, he did make money this week. He had a negative three break even. So if you're looking for any silver lining, he got a one. So um, yeah, can't wait to spend that about twelve one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars this week. So yeah. for the the flying toilet in the comments, he's talking about Rubbin Delicious and what sort of minutes he played. He was second man up off the bench, so the number seven. He probably played anywhere between fifteen and twenty minutes, I reckon. Yeah, and at ninety k, he's starting to get into that price that you might start take a punt on him. Um, at one hundred and fifteen k, when you could have got, you know, um, Bobby or you know. Alex Tui or any of those guys at 115K, you weren't even looking at him. But, yeah, at 90K, I'm just saying he might be someone we look at. Yep. Let's go to the Jackies and the Bullets. And this one just ripped my heart out. The uh, the Bullets had a chance to win it at the end. Um, our boy Bannon got 25. I tell you what, we might be sponsored by uh, Josh Bannon by the end, the big banana. Massive fan of him. Um, Tyrell Harrison again with 31 to finish the week on 60. Um, Sobe still getting in around that 20, and you'd still be happy with Mitch Norton with 17. Um, yep. Take us through the jack jumpers, mate. Crawford 30, Milton Doyle who is perhaps my favourite player outside of Supercoach because he's incredibly frustrating Supercoach-wise with 27. Jack McVeigh with 23. Drimmick with 19. Big Lee in the guts, 18. Clint Snydel, who is a very close second behind our man from the Phoenix for the ugliest man in the NBL. And McDonald with 14 as well. This was a really tight game. Brisbane had a shot to win this, Matty. Yeah, we did. And... Look, the Jack Jumpers have been all class all year. Um, I didn't expect to be in it. I just had to settle down a couple people in some of the Bullets Facebook chats, just sort of saying, you know, you, you're complaining about the last shot, you're complaining about the last two minutes, but we probably at the start of the week didn't think that we would be this close with Tasmania, um, and no. we we just looked great. I'm just saying we're back in relevancy. I, I'm not going to lie. I did have a look on Sportsbet to see what our futures were for the uh, for the championship. Um, couldn't find it, so that's how uh, I might have to call them up and and ask um, ask Rhonda what the odds are. But uh, yeah, let's Bring see. The misses, withdrew the mortgage, loaded it all on Brisbane. Smart man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I could. Uh, I tell you what, I reckon with fifty bucks, I might be able to uh, pay off my current mortgage though if they win. So. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, look, that was heartbreaking for me, but um, I'm going to have to – I'm tearing up, so we're going to have to move on to Perth and the 36ers. Um, thanks through Perth, mate. I can do that. Bryce Cotton back with a 39. The community team had the C on him this week, so that was nice. Geordie Usher, who I compare very heavily to Dylan Brooks with a 29. Pinder, 28, Harris, 22, and do little with 19. Saar with 18 off the bench. Not really much else going on there. Jesse Wagstaff with 12, which is more than what you'd expect out of him being a defensive specialist. And Webster with 18. Adelaide, Kel went big, didn't he? But apart from that, yeah. no one over 20. Yeah, look, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm never really looking at anybody from Adelaide. Um 
I do like Vasilovic, uh, DJ 3J. Um, I yep. see Cotton's on 12 coming into halftime as well. So it's not looking fantastic for the old, uh, for that team there. But you're happy with 40 at the moment. You're happy with 28 from Pinder. Um, yeah, look, you probably expected maybe some of the Wildcats to go a bit bigger against a dismal 36ers team, if anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I'm watching the, the Sixers in the last couple of weeks, DJ and Humphreys have been developing some nice chemistry there with the pick and roll, but it's not really translating well into Supercoach points, is it? Yeah, the same like Jason Cadiz, such a good player as well, but that's not sort of mm. translating well to Supercoach no. points. Um, I had Galloway for a little bit. He's about the only guy. And I know some people were looking at McCarran and look, Trenton Flowers was highly owned. He's still 22% owned. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, there's there's not much going on in Adelaide. No, nah, even outside of the NBL, there's still not much going on in Adelaide. <laughs> there's a winery or two outside of it. Um, let's head into Southeast Melbourne Phoenix first, the Taipans and, uh, my boy, Big Sauce, with 41, Creek with 40, Gary Brown with 31. All these guys are stars, and you just it's their world. We're just living in it. Yeah, you're right, Big Sauce. And uh, the crazy, crazy lady, Mitch Creek, with 40. That's 81 points between them. Really nice. I really like Gary Brown's handles. He's really shifty with the pill, isn't he? But we look at the other side there. Cairns Taipans, really disappointing in this one in their second game of the doubleheader for them. Clintman with 22 top scoring, McCall 21, Qual 19. So what's that, 43 or 44 for the week? Yep. I'll take that from a 180K guard. Mayen, Wardenberg, 14. Taron Armstrong, 8 to back up his 11. Menenga, only 4 as well. Really disappointing, as you just said, after he's come back from the States. Yeah, there, there hasn't been much there. Um, probably the biggest alarm bell is Armstrong, but um, the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix were pretty good. Um, even with Cummings missing, um, I probably expected a bit more from Brown, actually, with uh, Will Cummings not playing this game. Yeah. <coughs> with the but Ben Air got those minutes. More, yeah. yeah, but Ben Air got those minutes and, um, and played well, even if it didn't always translate. Um, a flying toilets boy, Matty Kenyon, uh, 27 again, uh, continues to make some cash there. And, um, yeah, let's head into the, the Kings and the Breakers, Just, which was another ripper. Before we do, does anyone ever talk about Owen Foxwell? No. Okay, moving on. Cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Sydney and New Zealand. Um Look, and then again, uh, Parker Jackson Cartwright had a shot to uh, to win this one. Um, Anthony Lamb, 48. Parker Jackson Cartwright, 32. Will McDowell-White with 21. Mm. Uh, DJ Hogue is back with 37. Jalen Avon Adams rounded off a rip a week. Um, what he mm. ended up with late 70s for the week. And Tui yep. continues to get those those 19s and 20s every game. Um Denzel Valentine probably a little bit disappointing again, but we've come yep. to expect that from him. Yeah, we were speaking before about eight Sydney Kings in that game that they had earlier in the weekend going over 20. This game only two. Alex Tui, he's on NBA radars, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, and he's he's a really good player. Um, mm. Even Supercoach-wise, he's went from 115K to 205K at the moment and Beautiful. seems to... 
probably plateauing out now. Uh, but he'll probably mm-hmm. drop a little bit of cash this week. But yeah, look, given the opportunity, if there's maybe another injury in there in those forwards and guard spots, uh, he's that big, lengthy. He can shoot the ball like six, eight forwards. So. Yep. <coughs> and then for New Zealand, as you just said, Lamb, 48, delicious. PJC, 32. McDowell, White. I saw someone in the comments earlier, not naming names. Toilet, Captain M, 21. Mathing doing his thang with 17 and Rubbin Delicious with 14. Yeah, look, I suppose Jonah Bolden owners are disappointed. Jordan Hunter owners are still disappointed. Um, yeah. I actually saw a comment that um, Sydney Kings um, basically offered this wing up, win up on a platter to the New Zealand Breakers and they just declined it because everything went New Zealand's way towards the end. And I suppose that shot from Bruce where it popped up and just fell in, um, was a little bit lucky, but it ended up being the match winner for the Kings. So anyway. I want to I want to bring this up to you, Maddie. Please, Please do. I just want to show you this. When the Bullets make finals, they will turn into the Broncos, so don't bother. <laughs> that hurt a little bit. I'm just going to sit here and uh, eat my yeah. humble pie. Um, that, that is the proverbial knee to the groin, isn't it? Um, Actually, heading into halftime, Melbourne United are up five against Perth for those Mm -hmm. that are live. Um, And it looks like Delhi's Delhi's back. So uh, he's on 20 already. Um, And, yeah, it does look like Travis is out and he's going to finish on minus two for the week, Um, breaking my heart and losing me some cash. Yeah, that sucks. He might be a trade out now. and. Uh, he was my first favourite Ariel behind the Mermaid, but Huck Porty's on zero at half time as well. Yeah, it's all about Joe Luala Chul in uh, in Melbourne now. The uh, yeah. torch has been passed. I don't like it. I really yeah. like Big A inside there. Yeah. Mm. Um, if you'd like to support the show, hit like and subscribe on YouTube. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple. Google, hit the follow button, uh, leave us a review. Um, mate, do you have the community team up? Um, do we do we mention a little bit about the community team? I can bring it up right now. So the community yeah. team we're sitting on 349 right now, just waiting for Cotton to finish off. We're expected to get 372 this week. We're currently sitting 580th overall. So we're doing really well from that point of view. Bryce Cotton's only got... 14 points. So what's that? Seven to get in the second half to get his expected score of 116, which by all means, if this is close and he gets hot, he could go well over that. So he's hoping for the community team that he lights it up. But yeah, cool. For the others that are in there, Mitch Creek overall for the week, 67. Wardenberg, 34. Clintman, we had 50% of him. So 22. Olbrich. What's 50% of one? Uh, that's uh, 50 cents. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Bannon, 62 for the week. Delicious. Galloway from Adelaide, 50% of 10 is five. PJC, 56. And we've still got Miller from Cairns sitting on our bench. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, they are doing all right. So that's our community team. We're on our Discord. Everybody votes for the trades each week. Uh, we mm-hmm. vote when to use our our boosts and uh basically if we can manage to win a week we can donate the money to charity so pretty exciting about that 
I see Sarah's on zero points, uh, on zero with four points and two turnovers. Um, Mate, we might look to wrap this up. Do you have any sort of trade thoughts coming into the last week or do you want me to take the floor? No, I I think I'm with you. I need to correct a couple of trades. I've still got Henschel sitting there who's doing next to Buckley's for me. And I am one of that 22% that still has Trenton Flowers wasting away on my bench. So this week, I've got 130K already in the bank. So it might be a double fix-up, given that everyone's on the single this week. Yeah, at the start of this episode, I was going to say, look, maybe I can fix an Ulbrich and a Henschel. I could probably just sit on Ulbrich by the sounds of the fact that I am going to have to trade out of Luke Travis. I'm not sure exactly the injury news as to what's happening. We'll find out straight away and uh, we'll go through our injury report on Wednesday. Uh, But yeah, basically might have to trade out Travis, uh, which actually gives me a bit more money to have a play with the the Henschel money as well. Uh, Maybe I don't have to go too cheap, but I was going to go Armstrong to Henschel was sort of what I was looking at. And um, yeah, look, I'll I'll find out what I'm going to do with Travis, but Illy is also looking like a trade out with Delhi back. So yeah, is Armstrong on the bubble now? What was that? Sorry, is Armstrong on the bubble now? That was they were, they were his first two games. Is that right? Yeah, no, he Before was he, he was out. In price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on he's on the double. So yeah, so he's playing two now. Um, he'll yep. go up in price on the yep. next one, but that twelve, yep. will, yeah, it'll it'll get evened out. So um, concussion he goes in Luke Travis as well. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um. So probably out next week. Um. Mm. We've got. We've got a single and we've got two doubles for Taron if you're bringing in somebody like that as well. I do expect him to come good. He did look really good in preseason. Everybody didn't jump in on Bannon because he didn't look great that first game. I think Taron will come good. Yep. I'm I'm um, with you. Go on. Oh, just that when someone that young has the first month to six week off uh, the season, regardless of whether it's NBL, AFL, BBL, whatever, they're always playing catch-up, so it's going to take a little bit of time to get into the rhythm. So it might be worth jumping on now that he's getting his legs underneath him before he does increase in value. Yep, I, I agree with that. And he's only 69K. Like, you know, I'm probably – I was pretty happy with Menenga making 30K out of that. I think you're going to make a lot more money out of Tarrant Armstrong. Um, the yeah. guy's a jet. Um, I've actually seen him live and just – how big he is, how well he handles himself. Uh, when they were yeah. up in a game in the preseason, he was important enough for them to to sit. So, yep. Um, I'm not sure if there's any questions that you want to bring up, but a flying toilet's uh, asking about Doolittle. Uh, he's got big minutes now. Uh, confidence just seems to be rising. He's at a pretty good price, sub 200. Um, I do wonder if. I was sort of hoping to pick him up in and around that 150k at one stage, but hey, too little. Um, he has been looking all right next to Pinder, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. I was hoping to get him a little bit cheaper, but yeah, I went with Pinder. I picked Pinder up a couple of weeks ago. I don't think there's room for the both of them in my team. Um, yeah, look, I'm gonna try and find a way. I haven't actually. Touch Perth guys for a couple of weeks. Uh, it's just a mm. bit too far away, and uh, and have a look at the size of the does guys. This, but uh, does this, I guess, further the the credentials of Trevor Gleeson and how good a coach he was, given how poorly Perth have been playing this year with John Riley? 
yeah, yeah. Like the teams seems to be constructed well. Uh, they just can't yeah. put it together. Oh, yeah, it's hard. Like I've seen extremely talented bullets teams let me down every year as well. Um, I don't think it's always fair to blame the coaches, but uh, John definitely hasn't been helping Bryce Cotton be his best self. So no. You know who Brisbane um, made back? Leroy Loggins. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, who's, the, who's the guy playing for Phoenix at the moment that, that we had? Which one? He was elite. I'll bring Tory Craig. We need Tory Craig back. Corey Craig, yes. Yeah. What we need Tory Craig back. I was, you know what? I didn't. Everybody had a Tory Craig jersey that year, that, those couple years that he played. Oh, or Lamar yeah. Patton. Addison, everybody loved those jerseys. But that's when I bought my Cam Bairstow one because he just like epitomized me as like an ordinary white power forward. So <laughs> standing at six foot ten. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he epitomized me at five foot ten. So yeah, yeah um, that's right. Our friend here who I refuse to say his name out loud again. Um, who starts between Miller or <laughs> or Armstrong? <laughs> Either Mick just got it or um or has no, been avoiding it. I looked at it and I'm like, what's wrong with his knee? And then <laughs> Yeah, I said it live the other week. He got me I... And, I do love, and I do love that profile picture. Um I still think Miller, uh it's hard. They might even just one and two uh both spend a lot of time out on the floor, but Armstrong's gonna get his reps and uh and they're gonna come up. Uh, and they looked really good in the preseason. They sort of haven't looked the best. Look, yeah, I think that there's a spot for both of them. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything else you want to wrap up on? Yeah, go on. Yeah, just just one more. There's one there from a flying toilet, which is much easier to say than old mate that we just spoke about when we're talking about usernames. Robinson and Ulbrich out might look to bring in DJ Hogue in that forward spot. He's been really nice the last couple of weeks. I've had my eye on him as well. Yeah, well, he's like when we had Galloway, we love that role that he was playing. Um, mm. He should just cover his break even this week. Uh, his break even was 70. He is a really expensive player, so I would call that a massive luxury trade. It could be a really nice pod. So 375, yeah, it's getting XY, isn't it? Yeah, like I wonder, like, you know, I just spent 400K on Big Source. I just don't know if I could justify that money for DJ Hoke. So. Yeah, yeah, especially with the potential for Big Source to get the bonus points with the double double and DJ Hogue playing that guard forward spot. Yeah, mm. um, yeah, a flying toilet's got enough money to primo in at that forward spot and to play on the next few weeks where not many teams have doubles. Yeah, look, I really yeah. like the logic there, man. I wish you all the best with it. Yeah, no, nothing else there in the comments, mate. No, I don't think so. I think we've covered it all pretty well. Oh, Corey's just slung one in there, thinking of trading Saar this week and maybe Ben Air or even Sobe. Mate, you're, you're entitled to listen to my opinion, which more often than not is wrong, but I'm getting rid of Sobe. He's taken me for a ride that is making me travel sick. Hate it. I'm getting off it. I'm looking to upgrade there. He was. He's always like this, though. Like, he's as Big of a chance of getting 15 as he is of getting 50. That's what I like about him. Because he's a Brisbane man. 
oh, not even like he's just like <laughs> he's kind of like a Gary, he's kind of like Gary Brown, um, or somebody like that. Like you know, he's gonna get his fifteens, he's gonna get his seventeens some week. Uh, Sobey's just sort of been floating around mediocrity where we expected him to just be this much better with the injuries that that Brisbane have had, but he's just kind of made everybody good around him. It's been great. Yeah. Uh, DJ is at 266K. Would you consider him? No, because he plays for Adelaide. In okay. A, in, another, in another system, I would. Um, but DJ3J uh, is going to be relying on a lot of other players to make himself make, make him better. And he can get hot. He's sort of one of those other guys um, that can just get really hot. And he will burn me one week by getting 50. But more often than not, I have a look. He's on 12 at three-quarter time, and I'm just not that scared. Now, you are pretty good with getting the inside word on players, i.e. Bannon and all this sort of jazz, but tell me about this. When When does Paddy Mills Mills return? Look, he was at a Broncos game that I was at the other day. I was fangirling pretty hard, but... Apparently, that the Caxton absolutely going off afterwards as well. Uh, but yeah, look, I think if he was going to go anywhere, it'd probably be up north. Um, and he does come across; he does, you know, profile as one of those guys that when his NBA career ends, uh, he will play a little bit and make the NBL a bit better. Uh, but look, I think he's still got at least another year in a, a this year and next year on his contract at the moment. Um, I wouldn't be expecting it. Um, he's just such a good, like he's not going to get waived because he's, he's on a, good a friendly enough guy. contract that he's just a good locker room guy. Yeah, another mm. two years, but the guy will be ancient be at that point. Um, Thirty-eight but, in two years. Yeah, on. and mm. but I'll be ducking down with my jersey trying to get it signed. Don't you worry. Absolutely, um, mate. I think that wrap, wraps it up. Yeah, I think so. We've done pretty well to get through them. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the NBL show this week, Mick. No, that's okay. Look, again, yeah, I've, I've come in at 69K, but feel free to trade me out for the 410K big source himself, the Hammer. He will return next week. All the best, Hammer. Hope you're doing okay, mate. And hopefully I've done you proud, mate. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, you've listened to an Inside NBL show, and we will be back Wednesday at the same time where we will cover – all the injury news that's coming out of the current Melbourne game that happened, that's happening at the moment. Uh, we'll go through our trades. We'll go through our captains. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Let's do it. Cheerio. Cheerio. See ya.